is Paul Request, live from the heart of Brooklyn. Paul Request is an hour-long podcast about everything in and relating to technology with three techno experts, Eric Newman, hi, Chris Grabowski, hello, and Tyler Dinner, hey there. This week's episode, Catch Up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another Bull Request. My name is Eric Newman, and we're back. But we're not just back. We're... I also forgot to move the, uh, oh crap, I also forgot to move the mixer over so I can actually touch it while we're doing the show. That was the last piece of show prep. That's it, you're out of the band. Oh <laughs> no, oh man. Yeah, way to go, Ringo. Uh, your name. I'm not Ringo, Screw I'm Paul. Board. I have the I have the brown hair and a mop top kind of thing going on. No? You're Ringo. I'm not Ringo, you shut up. <laughs> Okay. Easy there, Ringo. Okay. This isn't in the script. No, it's not. I have really I have a lot of fun doing this now that we had, you know, everything set up properly. Alright. Did you not take your brat pills today? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I haven't. That's exactly why. No, we uh, oh, we took it. two weeks off and now we're back. Back in the saddle again. That's a Malifor, since this is, of course, uh, back in black. No, don't do that one, too. No, actually, you know what I think happened? Oh, I was doing the wrong fader. I think I broke it again. Oh, no, wait. There we go. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I love making radio. Ha, uh, let's see. Believe it or not, he's not an only child. I'm not an only <laughs> child. That's right. But let's, of course, introduce the standard crew that we have back again in the in action. My compatriot of code, my ka sucker from another mucker that mother. The reason why I take Lexapro, Chris Grabowski. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Uh, you, well... Just heard. Uh, I have to take Lexapro every day. No, it's fine. And actually, I had to up my dosage after having just visited Florida uh, to go well, see my family. That I feel was, like anybody who visits Florida has to up their dosage of everything. You know, the best thing about I didn't. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't bring you guys back any prescription medication. <laughs> you know, because when you go to when you go to the Chinese buffets, like at the dessert table, they actually have another buffet row of just pills. That's how it, that's how liberal they are in South Florida. I didn't bring any back to share, but I had a lot of Percocet while I was down there. Let me tell you. Anyway. Um, yes, so we'll get back to that in just a second, but first we've got to introduce the drummer for the show, Tyler Dinner! Oh, hey guys. Hey. I'm glad you made it back from Florida. Thanks. You know, the best thing about going to Florida is having a return ticket home. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry they let you back on the plane. Oh, come on. I think I actually I think I got sick from the the plane back because of course you did. Why? Because I just I just feel the like the air quality was terrible. Oh, the I air just, quality oh, was terrible. My asthma. My asthma was acting up so much when I was in South Florida. Let me tell you. Oh, and the humidity. Ugh. Let me. Oh, don't even. I mean, seriously, the humidity. Don't was like, even get me. I'm, I'm sorry. I. You know, it's funny because I use I use uh, dark sky for my weather. And it does the hyper-local forecast, you know, sunny, partly cloudy, whatever. But everything in Florida 
says humid and the regular forecast. Humid and sunny. Humid and partly cloudy. Humid and nothing. So yeah, it's it is it's just gross. I sweat through again my whole week's worth of clothes in four days. And then after I did laundry down there, I sweat through all my undershirts and socks again. It was terrible. It was terrible. What was even worse than that, though, was that I had to introduce my girlfriend to my parents. <laughs> yes, yes, and, uh... I guess we're just leaving this funk on. You like it? It works. Yeah. Um, especially getting, uh, when we talk about some of the things we did while we were in South Florida. Ho ho. No, um... That was actually very hard to do because my parents have very creaky beds and houses with a lot of open doors, so we didn't really do that that much, but... This doesn't have a whole lot to do with software. No, but meeting... <laughs> well, 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 let me tell you, both of my parents... a lot with I.O., though. Both of, my pa- <laughs> both of my parents had their own set of computer problems that they were waiting me to fix once I got down there, as it happens with any of my relatives. Hey, you took a week off of work? Well, let me... Let's fix my computer while you're supposed to be relaxing. Don't you enjoy that? No. I enjoyed it when I was 13... Or 14. That was really cool. Well, now that I'm 31, I really want to use my off time to not touch computers. Anyway. <clears throat> the thing now is, is... other adults pay me to fix their computers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now I do it for a company. I don't need to... But uh, the thing is... No, so uh, my parents are divorced. And they live uh, 90 miles apart from each other, which makes seeing both of them very difficult when they want to monopolize my time for the entire week that I'm there and then passive-aggressively complain about how I can't spend the whole week with them without realizing where they are on a map. So, uh, it's, it's very painful because when you introduce your girlfriend, ah, you introduce your girlfriend to your parents for the first time, they ask all these prodding questions and things that they shouldn't ask, even though that they once had to go through the same thing with their parents when they started dating people, but they don't have that kind of cognizance when it comes around for them. Anyway. They don't remember anything before Florida. No. <laughs> the heat does wipe you out. And the pills. And the pills. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, and so because my parents are divorced, you have to have two first meetings. Which is, it's disgusting. So after the three days that we spent in basically Miami... Each one is half the pressure, though. No, because they're remarried. So it's just like another, it's two sets of parents. And it's, and it's, for, it's my dad and his Venezuelan wife, and my mom and her stoner husband. And they're both, uh, my mom and her husband are Jewish, and her husband... I'm sorry? A stuzband. Yeah. Uh, we got <laughs> along pretty well. Uh, he smokes weed and plays guitar. Because if you ever get married, you'll be a Jay husband. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. YouTube went on to the next video. Anyway. Um, no, so that was... Uh, it was... I, I, without going into much more detail... Oh, yeah, really? Much more detail. <laughs> uh, it was a fine trip, I guess. Uh, it was just... Um, you know, I feel like I'm coming back with a whole head of gray hair because I, the amount of stress and, and nagging and passive aggression and everything that it was just... It was, and aggressive aggression was just too much. Also combined with the fact that my uh, girlfriend can't eat food really made it difficult because the rest of my family love to eat all types all types of food you can't take her to all the waffle houses and hooters down there or all the italian <laughs> restaurants or sub joints or Just anything the fine like that diet, the fine italian the fine, yeah. classic bistro real classy italian yeah i'm serious and then like and the questions that my parents ask are like oh hungry, uh yeah. she's vegetarian does uh, can she eat fish no no, she can't. Okay, well, well, how about if the fish... How about sushi? Well, she can have sushi, but without the fish in it. Oh, okay, and she's gluten-free, so can she have, like, pretzels and cookies? No! That has gluten in it. Okay, but how about pizza? No, she can't have bread products. It's like the Atkins diet. Having to explain this over and over and over again. And then she's just getting... I mean, I... Hats off to her, 
because really she put up with a lot and then having to deal with me getting really irritated at my parents about irritating my girlfriend was like a nice hate square which is the opposite of a love triangle so of course the uh we forgot to introduce the wonder the finest part of our show that's a that's our wonderful studio audience yes who have remained remarkably silent during my hilarious recant of my trip to Florida. Of course, we keep them in a Tupperware container during the week, and we take them out on Sundays just for us. And honestly, it is, does feel like Florida today. Uh, we started letting them hang out at the bar an extra five minutes into the show while you talk because you always, you know, cut in. So <laughs> that way to get an extra drink in there. Oh, uh, well, we gotta, where's the stage manager? Oh, we don't have the stage manager that's week, th- this week. That's why. Okay. Just no one to sleep. No. Um, so since we took two weeks off, there's a lot of, and I feel like these were two weeks that had a lot of stuff going on, not like the last show we did where there was like nothing happening. Uh, so this, ca- this episode is called Catch Up because we're catching up to where we should be, and then next week we'll resume our n- normal uh, geekery, shall we say, our normal deconstruction of geeky topics, our normal unraveling of the complex raveled threads of technology that rule our daily lives i really have been off for two weeks i don't have that extemporaneous ability like i used to tyler so anyway here's a question um what happened to chrome's autoplay videos in chrome 66 there was a whole thing about chrome version where i think the latest release version production version is 67 or 68 now and in 66 was supposed to be the big one where they disabled autoplay videos and it's a big deal because I work on a lot of websites that do have videos that autoplay, but you're going to a video page, so it mm-hmm. might make sense. Like, if you're going to YouTube, the video autoplays because you're expecting a video to show up. What happened? I'm on Chrome 67, and all these crappy videos and these third-party websites still autoplay. Didn't they say they were going to offer the ability, so don't you have to enable it in the settings? It, oh, oh, is that it? Because in, in Canary, it was enabled by default. Well, maybe try Googling. But first Google, then complain. Yeah, let me Google that for you. Very good. Okay, should, should good job, new, Tyler. Should be a new 11th commandment. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt Google before complaining. Yes, and that, that also, <laughs> yeah. as if my parents are listening to this, that's also how you solve all of your computer problems. Just Google the error message and follow the instructions. Yeah. Yeah, like I got That's yesterday. What we get paid to do exactly. Well, no, well, no, we no, we don't. We just look on Stack Overflow. That's different. Anyway, um, That's, speak for yourself. Why don't Google? I, I keep count of how many times I visit Stack Overflow, which averages about like once every three months. Does that make your e penis bigger? I'm Christian. I won the internet. <laughs> I build the internet. He does. Don't mess with him. Uh, <laughs> You know, you don't. You you always say don't mess with the people that hold your passwords. He's the person that people who hold your passwords shouldn't mess with. You're level below. Anyway, uh, Uganda, which is a country, uh, recently decided that it would be it would institute a social media tax on the <laughs> internet. So if you want to use Facebook in Uganda, you have to pay the government a certain tax. I guess more people are moving to Wakanda. No, um, and I it was in I in nobody a, got that reference. No, I, I, we got it. It wasn't funny. Uh, it was it, they decided it would be a great idea to impose a two hundred Uganda shilling, which is equivalent to five cent tax on the use of social networking websites. This is also net neutrality in action. Uh, President Yoweri Museveni Museveni pushed for the changes to combat what he calls gossip, and now ha- users have to pay the two hundred shilling fee each day just to access websites and services like Facebook, WhatsApp, and I'm- Twitter. Also, $20 more a year. In the country of Uganda, i got to wonder, how many people have internet? 
Well, that might surprise you, and I would I would think that most of it is on their phones. Yeah, but well, Africa, even that, like, I no, mean, but, oh, that's still social as, media. As far as my knowledge, most of my knowledge, as far as like uh, African internet goes, is they all have the uh, satellite laptops. No, they a lot of them have uh, have cell cell phones that have data plans. It's actually they've actually advanced quite a bit. Not like I've been there. I just speaking of podcasts, tech podcasts. Uh, there used to be a great one called This Week in Media, and Alex Lindsay. Uh, used to travel a lot to Africa 10 years ago and always talk about how he's setting up um, new internet infrastructure and that they might actually eclipse us in terms of throughput. But that's all wireless. They're not in- investing in any wired infrastructure. So well, That's a little saddening. Well, I mean, it's, you know, anyway, that's another story. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, is that the average annual income for Ugandan citizens are around, is around $600. So to say that you have to spend uh, five cents a day, $20 a year out of your $600 a year to listen to people complain about white people on Facebook, that's a lot of money. Does Stack Overflow count? No. But it's interesting because there's, a, there's a, an acronym that is, exists in the business world and kind of in the technology world, and now it's becoming more commonplace, over the top, and... Uh, OTT. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Yeah. Um, nope. And the government of Uganda, they, and this is how they word it, they say a new tax is to be implemented on over-the-top services effective 1st July. And it's funny because they advocate that you pay these uh, extra fees with mobile payment carriers, and they have text codes. You just text star 168, and you'll be able to pay for Facebook. So, shockingly, VPN use has soared in Uganda. And uh, as a result, the government is putting pressure on the ISPs to block VPNs. I honestly believe that residential ISPs in this country will block VPN access in the next 10 years. And Like I said, residential, keyword. You can buy well, business class, so and you'll have full access. But I really believe that they're going to cut out shell access and VPN access over the next 10 years. China already uh, bl- uh, blocks VPN access. I, I know, but, but I mean here. There, I, no, I know. I know. I'm saying, though, there's ways around it, though. How? Well, I can't disclose how my, my company gets around it. Why don't you disclose how a person might want, have, might be able to get around? Do you need some kind of proprietary alternate infrastructure? You need uh, to encrypt your traffic and do uh, packet encapsulation in a different manner than traditional uh, VPN traffic. But how do you get some kind of host so that to way, accept it? The Great Firewall doesn't actually identify it as VPN traffic, but it's still just encrypted uh, IP level. But traffic. don't you need a special host that knows that that's what you're doing to then unpack it? Unpack the wrapped uh, packet? You're wrapping a packet in another packet, right? Yeah, it's called, so how do you, it's called an encapsulation. SDN. It's an SDN, usually. Which oh, VP, so you're creating VPNs, an SDN. VPNs also do this. Well, right, and, but you're creating not a VPN, but it's kind of a VPN. Yeah, but you can have an SDN that also does encryption, and then you get the same effect as a VPN. And what, what tools do you need to actually set that up? Is it just a bunch of scripting? We build our own. Okay. Yeah. Could, is this something that you could do by yourself? If you understand uh, UDP pretty well, you can build it. Look at you guys. Talking about internationally smuggling ones and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only advocate legal behavior here on pull request, but that's another story. <clears throat> We're just talking about theoretically. Moving on. It is actually perfectly legal. We do have um, additional mainland China product. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We'll get, to, uh, we'll get to something about how, what Apple is doing in China in a bit. Uh, but the U.S. last month agreed to allow a Texas man to distribute online instruction manuals for a pistol that could be 3D printed. It was, he was sued. Uh, this guy, Mr. Wilson, who is, as the New York Times says, a well-known anarchist and gun rights community, uh, in, uh, sorry, well-known in anarchist and gun rights communities, complained that his right to free speech was being stifled and that he was sharing computer code, not actual guns. 
The case was settled on June 29th. Mr. Wilson gave the New York Times a copy of the agreement this week. The settlement states that 3D printing tutorials are approved for public release in any form. The government also agreed to pay his legal fees to the tune of $40,000. Oh, wow. So not only did the government say that you can distribute plans to print an untraceable 3D gun that, remember we talked about this before, they usually explode when you shoot them for the first time. I'm sure people are working on that, but... That was a while ago. That was a while ago. But you can distribute the plans for them and print them out. And that's legal. And uh, the government also had to pay his legal fees. Fun stuff. Your tax dollars at work. Your tax dollars at work. But the thing is, is that this is a great way when people talk about banning guns. How do you ban guns when you could download and print your own? Ban soft... Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm serious. (laughs) How do you... Like, how do you... That you can literally... in In the 21st century now, you can print your own gun. It doesn't have a serial number. Doesn't need a registration. And you're allowed to build your own guns as a private citizen. So, that... It seems like 3D printers are going to be heavily monitored. Wow. That's going to be very interesting. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, you remember the SATs, Scholastic Aptitude Test? I'm trying to forget. Did you know that the SATs are curved? No. Neither, neither did I. And apparently, they, this year's SAT was easy, and so you got more of a penalty for wrong answers than in previous years. So kids there, these days. Exactly. So, so there are kids that got fewer wrong answers this time around. They've, take, they've taken the test multiple times, as, mm-hmm. you, as you do. And, um, I mean, unless you're a Christian and you get a 1600 the first time around. But, Actually, uh, I, or you got a 1580, so you have to take it again. Uh, I got, uh, yeah. He's on my, the, my, my <laughs> well, so I was I was a fifteen. He's on the. I was I was on a three parter uh, scale. Oh, the twenty four. So, so it was out of twenty four. I got like. Um, I wish you. Yeah, you probably got a zero on the writing section. Uh, four twenty, but uh, oh, it's a good number at least. And then I got uh, I got. So maybe you got a fifteen eighty on a twenty four hundred point test. Sorry, what was that? No, that's not right. Anyway, we're. I, I, I got like a six eighty on the reading the, the, and like a uh, seven ninety. Uh, on the math. I actually did surprisingly badly on the math, given the fact that I was in advanced calculus at the time. What did you do? Well, there's your problem right there. I was doing... I, I like at, In school, I was doing 3D graphs and spherical coordinates, and the SATs were testing me in Algebra 2, and I was like, oh, I got this, and I did horribly. My SATs were all focused around like very computer science math, where it's like logic stuff of like... Really? Yeah. Mine was just like Algebra 2. Mine was like, uh, uh, like what's logically equivalent and like, uh, things like... Um, uh, like, be, uh, like asserting that like this side of the equal sign is actually equal to this side of the equal sign. Interesting. Well, uh, so that's that. The, I, I I don't know. I haven't heard of this before, and I don't really understand why the SATs are curved. Uh, but to try to balance out kids between the years. I guess. So kids are getting dumber, so they're making the test easier? Well, this well, is what yeah. de Blasio is advocating if for. If they're repeating the test from a few years ago, then like if people score a little it's higher... It's not the same they're... questions when you retake no, the test. No, it's, it, it's always new questions. Every time you get a new a new session, a new season of tests, they, re, they change the question. It just is. Kid, kids are getting dumber, let's be the, honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because, I'd say it's because of the transactional memory and that you know as long as you can retrieve something, you don't need to store it in your brain. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And yeah, I had, that's true. I yeah. had this... Because I, uh, I sucked at... Um, Gen Ed chemistry when I was in, in a sophomore in college, and we had all these tests on like what is the atomic weight of X, or what is the atomic weight of Y, and I said you know in uh, 2006 you don't need to memorize this stuff anymore because you'll always you're telling me in a chemistry lab you're not going to be able to look it up, and she said 
well, let's pretend that you can. I said, okay, but really, like, and this is useless knowledge. And I've also forgot all of it. So your job is stupid, lady. Give me an A. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I went to a school in California, that might be how it goes. Uh, anyway, moving on. Juggalos have figured out how to how to um, fake Wait, facial gigolos re- or juggalos. Juggalos. Okay. I'm not kidding. Have have figured out how to fool facial recognition with their makeup. <laughs> Take a look at this picture. It's interesting because it shows a normal picture and then two other pictures of somebody trying to uh, obscure their face that are actually picked up by facial recognition. But the Juggalo's face is not. They actually, it totally, this red line is where they think his chin is, but he's actually much fatter than that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So the thing is, is that the the Juggalo makeup obscures, obscures the sections of the face that the facial recognition algorithms put landmarks on. And then that would allow you to beat the algorithm. Especially thank God, because... Thank God for Insane Clown Posse. Yes, especially because it is the algorithms assume that Juggalos constantly wear the makeup, so the facial recognition would count them as two people Sweet. when they take them off, since they only wear them for Insane Clown ICP shows. That's uh, not true. Sometimes they just wear them for wearing them. That's true. Uh, like, the what's-his-face on Baskets? The Arby's guy. <laughs> anyway... Uh, no, it's interesting because it says face painting styles like corpse makeup also obscure the face. However, they don't create enough contrast to effectively confuse most facial recognition systems. Yeah. Go Juggalos. Sweet. Here's a website. Uh, by the way, here's uh, your fun utility for the week. GeoCities Izer. It will take a URL and turn it into a GeoCities site. Here's what it does to Univision.com as they say France has won the World Cup. And it's this very harsh yellow and comic sans, and nothing loads. And GeoCities <laughs> is for some of our youngers. What is it, Tyler? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Don't it's know a ye old website maker. Thank it, you. It's the Squarespace of old. When I was in middle school, GeoCities was the best way to make a website, along with Angel Fire and Tripod. And then there was um, Adobe, uh, whatchamacallit? I don't know. Dreamscape or whatever? Dreamweaver. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't hosted, though. No, but you built your website using that. <laughs> All right. Um, it was also, you forget the thing that preceded Dreamweaver, Microsoft front page. <laughs> that was really popular from like 1999 to 2002. The good old days. Anyway. <clears throat> also, the guy that sang Dreamweaver was in Spooky Tooth, and I found out that a whole bunch of other people that were in really famous bands all came from that band, so... If you don't know Spooky Tooth from the late 60s, early 70s, check them out. Check them out. Uh, <laughs> moving on. There's, and like I said, there's a lot of news to get to. So, uh, System engineers at NASDAQ are trying to split, come up with a, uh, a way of splitting the nanosecond representation of time uh, so they can have more accurate or efficient stock trading or more rapid stock trading. But they already have that. It need even more. That's what capitalism is, even more. But Don't you have enough? No. No, uh, there's, there's because of the metric system, then you can always split this. Uh, yes, the, but the know, way the, the size of the variables that the time is stored in has a limitation, so they're trying to come up with increased uh, uh, precision. No. Yes. That's not how this works. How is time stored on a computer? Time is stored as an uh, integer value. Okay. And then how... 2 to the 64 is normally the max, but then you have uh, like a right. big... You, you, you can store it as a big int. You store as a big. And is then... that 2 to the 128? No, it, uh, technically it should have no limit because it's actually stored as a string. But that's in seconds. Not necessarily. 
if you ask for it in nanoseconds, no t- of- time is stored as a, as a uh, numerical time stamp. Yes, it's and a numerical a duration- time stamp in the number of seconds since January first, nineteen seventy. No, you can get. Uh, They're dividing the seconds. You can get down to nanosecond by default. Well, uh, okay, sh- this mathematically is getting- speaking, you can get further down from there. Right, but that hasn't been implemented yet, and these people are trying to implement it's, it so they can trade stocks even quicker. I mean, it's not hard to implement. Well, these people are doing it. You want to join them? Uh, we, we, Just saying it's not hard to implement doesn't mean the people aren't doing we, it. We it hasn't do, been done. We already do some nanosecond stuff. That's not what this article says. Well, it's, well, I can understand maybe for trading. That's what this... I said trades. I said, look, for an exchange like NASDAQ, such refinement you, is essential to accurately order the millions yes, of stock trades that are placed in their computer systems sound, every it second. It sounds like they're trying to generally split the nanosecond, which it's like, yes, you can split that. It's just a mathematical unit. I'm sorry. I read this wrong. They're trying to synchronize a giant network of computers with nanosecond That's precision. different. Okay. So how... So that, that's, the, how, now, that's a really good NTP server. How... How... Okay. So what did, how different is it? Well, the w- I mean, way you first worded it sounded like you're just dividing a number. Right. The, the, this way, you're building a server that is designed to keep consensus of time across multiple machines. Right, with which, nanosecond precision. Yeah, which what is called What type of precision do network time servers typically have? Uh, ge- generally, nanosecond is like a good one, which uh, you should be running locally to your data center then. And then there's like Google's public one, which keeps you up to the second. To the second. Yep. Well, now Google's working on one that keeps you to the nanosecond. Not Google, NASDAQ. Where's Google? Computer scientists at Stanford and Google have well, created technology that can track time down to 100 billionths of a second. Well, yeah, they might be using it internally because that's how Spanner works. But Anyway, let's argue about something else. Uh, I think you mentioned this. You alluded to the... Don't break my chair, please. I'm just leaning back. It sounds... Oh, oh, oh. You done leaning? I think I'm so. Gonna have, we're going to have to switch this chair out. I, the number of people who have sat on that chair without it making noise. You even used to bounce up and down on it and it didn't make noise. And now you just lean back. Have you gained weight recently? No, I'm sorry. That's I bet insensitive. you lost weight. That's <laughs> insensitive. I'm sorry. That's good. Your Velcro is about to come... Right. I even tried re-velcroing it, and it didn't work. I think you're just sitting on the wrong spot of the chair. Why don't you switch? Why don't you switch chairs? Do we have Do we have musical chairs music? Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a Some surprisingly good musical chairing. You guys didn't even take off your headphones. Good job. <laughs> okay. Former Google designer Nicholas Jerkoff, sorry, <clears throat> Nicholas Jitkoff, <laughs> who is now the vice president of design at Dropbox, has created a really nifty new web tool that he's calling Itty Bitty Sites. And it's at itty.bitty.site. And it allows you to create a website that has all of the data stored in the URL. And it's not actually hosted. Your website isn't actually hosted anywhere except for, of course, the service that turns the URL into a web page. Too bad Dropbox just rewrites everything every uh, year. 
Yeah. Well, uh, didn't you talk about this? I thought you talked about like some kind of serverless website thing. I mean, there's serverless architecture, which is stupid. Okay. Well, is this part of that? No. No. Um, it's a we- it's a URL that has compression for the data. I'm sure it's just a JSON object of settings. Okay. Well, it's just a URL thing that you. Yeah, it's you know, basically it's easy. Just. Uh, yeah, it just collects everything every time we do something, and then it serializes it and stores it in the cookie, yeah. and then gets it back. Exactly. Theoretically, you just throw one giant HTML string into like. Except a that there's a value. limit for the size of the URL. Twitter and Slack allow for four thousand bytes, and the Mac version of Chrome can accommodate up to ten thousand bytes. Yeah, so then you compress it, which they are doing. Yep. Cool. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I got to close a couple things. Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, Speaking of Florida, and speaking of friend of the show, Brendan Byrne, uh, WMFE's space recorder, uh, recorder, space reporter, and also the host of the... He records space. He records space for the NPR station. Really long microphone. Also, uh, also is the host of the Are We There Yet podcast. And he wrote this article about... We're not. What? (laughs) We're not there yet. (laughs) No, but... It's still going. But Florida did blow up two historic launch towers on Thursday to make way for a new private space company at Cape Canaveral. These twin towers, didn't write that, of <laughs> Brendan wrote it. He wrote it. The twin towers of Launch Complex 17. Maybe you don't write twin towers, Brendan. Uh, Brendan, sorry. Uh, he doesn't live came, in New York. He's a little yeah, less sensitive. That's fine. Uh, no, but we love Brendan. Uh, came crashing down. Oh, my God. The twin towers came crashing down. He wrote that. Everything can't be a trigger word. Keep reading. Each falling in opposite directions as airplanes hit them in the financial district in New York. What? No, sorry. Each falling down in opposite directions after near simultaneous detonations of demolition explosives, which is also the conspiracy theory behind 9-11. So, known as LC-17, it hosted launches of the Delta in Thor rockets from the late 1950s until 2011. And uh, the Air Force is making way for the complex's new tenant, private company... Moon Express, which wasn't that... Oh, Planet, Planet Express. Express. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly what I was thinking. The company wants to send Good news, landers, everyone. landers to the lunar... Good news, everyone! Uh, to the lunar surface to conduct, sci- to conduct science ex- experience. Maybe he meant, meant science... science ex- ex- no, I think he science means science experience. To that, conduct science you know, experience? Yeah, trying to get the Brooklyn crowd going here. How about science experiments? And mine nah, surface nah, nah. for valuable research. No, no, you want to experience the science. Oh. Well, this is definitely... Well, we're experiencing the Twin Towers getting blown up in South Florida. Actually, it's in Central Florida. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, no one cares about that. Really. Well, that's where all of the rockets get launched, so it is... I, I, I know, but... It is, well, it is why something. not Florida? Yeah. Uh, here's a... Uh, I need some theme music because our Freeze Peach segment, there's, new, there's a lot of new stuff every week. Facebook has ruled that the parts of the Declaration of Independence have hate speech and now must be removed from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And you think what I say is bad. Thomas Jefferson wrote the phrase... Well, actually, I'll just say this. The Liberty County Vindicator, which is currently unavailable in the EU, EU, not like we care, has been sharing excerpts from America's founding document to its Facebook page in an attempt to encourage historical literacy amongst its readers. However, page 10 did not appear with that warning. And that issue was a part of it that referred to, quote, merciless Indian savages. (laughs) But while uh, Thomas Jefferson should have said Native American friends, 
He was a little harsher back in well, the 18th he, century. He used Merciless the he used Native the American friends. Get off my life! You know, it's funny, because it was just people for... Anyway, not going into politics. It's like the Indian N-word. <laughs> Nobody? Can we change the title Nobody? of the episode? Nobody? Aww. I liked it. Yeah, it was funny. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I also was in Facebook jail for the week that we were off again. Did you use the actual N-word? I'm, I am a... Nah, he just posted some pictures that were flagged. No, I... Uh, well, just because I put my boobs in there doesn't mean there was anything. Um, no, what happened was... <laughs> you Google hashtag free the nip, the first thing that comes up is Eric's profile. I know. That's some good SEO. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, what happened was... You remember how I got into Facebook jail the first time? And... Uh, I put up that thing about a specific recent political event that got flagged as hate speech, much like the Declaration of Independence. And they took it down, but they banned me from Facebook. And now I got, I complained about this on Facebook, and they banned me again because they took, because they said the screenshot that I had posted of Facebook saying that my, that was of Facebook saying that my text was against their community standards, they OCR'd the screenshot and the original text in my, uh, in the screenshot was flagged <laughs> as hate speech. So I got banned for a week or three days. Sorry. And huh. this is fascism. Don't, I would not. Oh, come vote. on. I'm sorry. No, no. This, you were complaining about them on their platform by showing a picture of them banning you. That's like, if you got, that's say, fascism, Tyler, if you got us just like, just like this story. Okay. Just like this story, but uh, a, a Lebanese pri- tourist arrested last month for or sentenced to eight years in prison for an anti-Egypt Facebook post. That's also fascist. Okay, well, you're not going to actual prison. This I'm is, going to Facebook this jail. This is a private institution yes. that you sign up for well, for once, free. I understand. When you go to Disneyland, they have a Disney jail there. But when if complaining you about... According the, to the rules, then you can go into their jail. Okay. But complaining about the authoritarian government... And getting thrown in jail is a sign of fascism. Calling faces a fascist government. It is. Facebook. It's authoritarian. Absolutely. Anyway, there's even more. Well, well put it this way. If you were at school if you, and you got run up for a citation, you wouldn't go post it on the main board at school and say, Rabble, Rabble, can you believe they gave me this? I would. You'd get in more That's, trouble. I don't know. I would have done that. Uh, but about this woman who was well, arrested, nice Reuters... School. What? Well, then you had a nice school. <laughs> Reuters reports that we had a free speech uh, zone at my school. That's how bad it was. Where you weren't allowed to say anything that you wanted unless it was in a specific park campus. That's weird. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, the Young Republicans we- Club? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we just we would just fight back a lot. So uh, on like anything um, the school tried to pull. But uh, let's see. So uh, this Lebanese tourist, she's 24 years old. And uh, Reuters reports that Mona El Masbo was arrested at Cairo Airport after her 10-minute video calling Egypt a son-of-a-bitch country, and it went viral. She tells of being sexually harassed by men in taxis and on the street and an incident in which money was stolen from her during a previous visit. The court found her guilty of deliberately spreading false rumors that would harm society, attacking religion, and public indecency. Man, that's making me think, good thing I don't go to Florida, because the stuff I say about Florida... We live... It's still covered under the First Amendment. But it's Florida. Yeah. Um, here's another one. Rumors on WhatsApp have actually caused massacres in India. A 32-year-old Google engineer was beaten to death, and three others were severely inju- injured in the southern in- Indian state of Karnataka on Friday. In the latest incident of... This word is cut off. 
of fake social oh, of mob violence fueled by fake social media messages. The victims were assaulted after one of them reportedly offered chocolates to school children, offered imported chocolates to school children, according to local media reports. The assailants assumed the group were trying to kidnap the children. The attack bore terrifying similarity to a string of mob lynchings in recent weeks. Police arrested 25 people on Saturday. Since May, at least 25 people have become victims of vigilante justice triggered by fake warnings of kidnappers or organ harvesters circulated on the Facebook-owned messaging platform WhatsApp. Wow. I think it's relevant, the medium of what this is. This is yeah, just, all of this is on Facebook. This is just people being stupid. No, but look, all of these free speech things involve Facebook, and Facebook has a portal for law enforcement. All but, of this is Facebook. Sure, but also people got, got to be smarter than this. Why? This, I mean, you can't, this guy couldn't help it. It was a fake. It was a fake social media message. It's not like it's not like trolling. It's not like he was a yeah, troll and so, they got him. And no, got but like you're, you're like, like oh, this is this is on social media, so it must be true. It's on the internet. It must be true. Well, it's on WhatsApp, which is an end-to-end encrypted messaging platform. So if you're like someone's killing kids and you get that message from an, an authenticated person, then you investigate into it. You don't. Just, or you just if where there's smoke, there's fire, and you kill people. Punch those Nazis. That's anyway, the whole, you got to be smarter. Yes, well, that's ableist. Uh, one last thing about free speech. Uh, Patreon is suspending adult content creators, I'm sorry, Christian, because of its payment partners. How am I going to make enough money to afford rent now? I know. Many reporting implied nudity is the reason their pages are shut down. And it's because they have payment partners such as Square and I think PayPal that don't allow any sort of transactions with sex workers. And, um, yeah. And uh, in late 2017, Patreon expanded its adult content guidelines to in- include stricter guidelines for bestiality, incest, sexual depiction of minors, and suggestive sexual violence. At the time, it resulted in suspension, suspensions and bans of many adult content creators whose work Patreon previously permitted, but no longer fell in line with the new community guidelines. Ah. Hmm. There you go. Just like Kate Victoria, use their a photographer and adult content creator, told me that Patreon has now... Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, and then when you want to own a media empire, you're I am going to, to employ the, the same up. rules. I'm, no, I would you're say this. Do similar. Stuff. I would say this. I would all. I would. I would just say, don't bite the hand that feeds you, which is probably the same thing that got you me in trouble put at them Facebook. Them in jail or shut down accounts. I'd fire them. Wonderful. Well, if they're employees. Someday it's just re- like PBS when they when they complain to Trump. They're like, Trump sucks, this and that. And then Trump's like, well, I'm going to screw your budget then. And then they're like, oh, no, we don't have any money. Well, they shouldn't open their mouth. And by the way, not opening their mouth is the biggest lesson I have to learn in my 30s. So, uh, so we get to hear about it on the show all the time. Well, that's, this is the one time I can open my mouth. Wonderful. So here's some stories we couldn't get to. Uh, new Starbucks plastic tops use more plastic than straws. Florida man says drink, he wasn't drinking and driving because he was only drinking while his car was fully stopped at a red light. That's it. a family guyism. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real story, by the way. I heard it while I was in Florida, too. Uh, Gmail messages may be read by human third parties if you allow Gmail to access third-party services, which say that they will have the ability to read your mail. So read the permissions that you give Gmail when you log into extra, external services with OAuth. Um... Let's see. We may have finally answered the Fermi paradox about life in the universe, and narcissistically, narcissistically we say, there isn't any. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, the Killers played a concert in Wales, which was almost sabotaged by the lack of bathrooms, so people kept leaving the show to pee outside. 
Um, and South Korea is trying to stop overworking by limiting overtime to a maximum of 52 hours. Oh, and the last blockbuster video remains in Oregon. <laughs> wow. The one that's left. Yes. So with all that, it's been quite a lengthy top of the show. Let's make a right turn into some local news with our New York Minute. Where we take a look at your five boroughs. First up, there was a triple shooting in Brooklyn the other day. Oh, let me guess. On the corner of uh, Troutman and uh, Knickerbocker. That's where you live. I know. Who'd you shoot? No, it wasn't me. I just I just hear noises that sound like gunshots a lot. Might have just been firecrackers. Let's be quick on the New York Minute. Uh, you know, I still have problems. Are you... Wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey, hey. Are you... Oh, you are top addressing it this week. What? I'm not hearing you that well. And then I turned you up and you were clipping. Okay, well, I'm okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Right Test. Hello? All right. Sorry about that. Right, so Three people, New including York, two innocent bystanders, were shot in Fulton Mall. Okay, next. Next okay. one's about... Next. Skip the next one. <laughs> now, next one is another bad story about yeah, a woman who not... a lot of bad stuff happened to her in her Brooklyn apartment. Um, let's not hear about people getting mauled and killed and stuff. That's what happens in Brooklyn. There's a summer crime wave, and the crime has increased. Congratulations. Well, uh... Two MTA decisions have pushed the subway into crisis. One of them is to uh, make the trains run slower, and the other one is to increase the amount of safety regulations, and that's why all the trains are gross right now. In fact, train ridership has stayed flat mostly for the last five years, but MTA has blamed overcrowding as the reasons why, which Andy Byford, our hero, might actually has finally eliminated overcrowding as a real reason for train delays and is trying to get to the real... Root of the cause, which is actually spelled out in this very lengthy New York Times article from May. Um, like, the MTA decided to increase the amount of space required between trains. It, all, it installed or modified hundreds of signals, but then messed that up so the train signals didn't interoperate properly. They also adopted new rules for track work that expanded safety zones and increased setup times. Basically, more stuff that slows you down. Uh, two things about our lovely Mayor Big, Blur, Big Bird de Blasio. He, blew, he flew a $3 million New York Police Department counter-terror plane back to the city after vacationing with his family in Quebec. It is equipped with special sensors that can identify radioactive materials. And apparently he's never been on the plane before. And, the, and he's, this is done only yet another thing to... Uh, you would do it if you were mayor. No! Yeah. I'd want to save the city money. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but you wouldn't do it. I would fly commercial and then write it off on my taxes sure. as a business expense. Uh-huh. I would. That's how you do it, or fly in first class. But you wanted to fly the super special NYPD plane. And uh, they have no idea why he did other than just being a douchebag. Uh, one other thing he did, by the way. He illegally crossed the border into Mexico while he was uh, in a group of other mayors on a trip to Tornillo, Texas, where they uh, were complaining about our immigration policy. I really hope, I swear to God, I really hope DeBazio doesn't try to run for president. This, it looks like he's trying to, though. Um, of course, the... Sorry, go, go on. You want to say something? I didn't say the bar is already so low that... That's why I want to... Oh, for president. Yeah. So that, Well, DeBazio lowered the bar a lot for mayor. That's why I want to yeah, be that's mayor. that's true, too. But, uh... Customs and Border Protection sent him a nasty note, but he said, uh, no human is illegal, all borders are racist, and I should be abolished, so I don't really care. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, we should abolish Eric. Uh, there was a woman, <laughs> yes, there was a woman who climbed the Statue of Liberty, uh, participating in an abolished ICE protest. I found, I heard about that while I was in Florida. 
Um, oh, this was not supposed to be looping. Why isn't this looping? Stupid. Um, here's something. An elite West Village private school has ended the practice of separating students' homerooms by race. That's a weird thing to begin with. It's 2018. I know, and they've, all, and they've been doing it until now. This past school year, pupils at Little Red Schoolhouse, who identify as that students of color, <laughs> in two of the school's middle school grades, were placed in homerooms together. Wow. Parents revolted when they heard about the policy last month. Now, I'm sure if they said, well, these are safe spaces for your colored bodies, or however they want to say it. Anyway, there's a way to spin this so you get these people to buy into segregation. It's stupid. Yeah. Right. But, um, yes, and like I said, the city report, the crime is increasing, not, uh, not because we have an idiot for a mayor and the police that hate him. Uh, the city had 853 fewer crime reports compared to the same period in 2017. However, there was an 8% increase in homicides. And a two per- and uh, and two precincts in the Bronx have seen the biggest jump in crime. Uh, what else? Police had also noted a 33% increase in reported rape. Great. Not good. No. Um, next. Next. Here's a funny story. Uh, today, Sunday, the 15th. There is we we all know my uh, we all know my favorite musical, right? Fiddler on the Roof. Well, today there's actually. The first Yiddish, all Yiddish production of, where is it? What happened? It's in South Williamsburg. It's not playing anymore. Did I mess it up again? Did I break the, did I break the thing? He broke it. Why is it? There's no music that's playing. I don't do it for you. Tradition. Oh, wait, you know what? There we go. There we go. The other one. I messed this up. Yeah. Coming uh, to a theater near you in South Williamsburg. Yeah, that's right. Um, I always wanted to make a modern Fiddler on the Roof set in South Williamsburg. That would be funny. I won't go. You won't go? What does that even mean? I'm just kidding. You don't want to be in the movie? I thought you were going to make a play. No, I wanted to make a film. Just like the film of Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, yeah, I want to play a city guy. And in fact, we have a clip of the play right here. Oh, we talk about coffee, New York, daughter, dogs, you know, no big whoop, just coffee talk. <laughs> oh, man, As you so know, Paul Baldwin is the usual host who had developed Spilkus in his Gnectagazunk. He recovered was doing fine, schmeck as can be, when P.S., long story short, the Spilkas came back. And Geg is into hay, he's back to square one, go figure. And you'll have more of that if you go see The New Fiddler. Yes. <laughs> you got some schmutz there. Thank you. Oh, that's a... You know, you should be able to speak Yiddish since you're from Long Island, but you're not from the Jewy part of I'm Long Island. I'm from the Italian part. Yeah, I know. You could just go, hey! You know, at least we both talk with our hands. This is true. Yeah. Um, all right, well... After our local news, it's time for the most depressing part of our podcast. That's Christian's GitHub Issues of the Week, which I haven't opened yet. I'm sorry. Our first GitHub issue of the week comes to us from HashiCorp's console. ACL token rotation causes check status inconsistency. Take it away, Christian. All right. So console is this uh, uh, process uh, by HashiCorp that lets you do like service discovery, health checks, and just like basic coordination of clusters. 
And uh, so the issue here is that uh, the ACL token gets renewed to be like, okay, so I can auth with this secret and I want to renew the secret automatically so that way it's not just something that can be compromised. And gotcha. So the issue though is then there's these inconsistencies, which turns out to be because of this rotation, uh, the agents that are running the health checks haven't been updated with the new token. Ah. So, so it's an out-of-sync error, synchronization error. Well, there's no synchronization happening whatsoever on these agents. So, so there needs to be. Yeah. But in the time being, you can use static ACLs, which... So they're using another HashCorp product called Vault to do the uh, ACL token rotation. Okay. And that just handles, like, uh, secrets and, like, uh, rotating them out. And so you can just use a static ACL, though, where it's like you just have the one secret that you're always using, and you should be all good for now. Gotcha. And ideally, they do add the up- updates that way. It just pushes it to other agents. Gotcha. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Well, then let's move on to our next GitHub issue of the week. Our next GitHub issue of the week comes to us from our favorite JavaScript framework, React. Long-term support for Internet Explorer. Dun, what? dun, dun. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Long-term support for Internet Explorer. Oh, my God. You said it. Okay, I oh, I won't say it. Right if you say it a third time, it'll come yeah. true. Oh, oh no, it's like Candyman. Oh no, you mean Beetlejuice? That too. Yeah, the Candyman. Have you not seen that movie? No. All right, let's 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 turn this. This is ugh, okay. How about we? Can we like deny that as a <laughs> GitHub issue? Is that possible? <laughs> like, no. This <laughs> well, is the a, solution is don't. <laughs> oh this, yeah, the solution is this should be removing long-term support for Internet Explorer and then put up one of those GeoCities eyes or sites of the what you wanted to create and it just says go download Firefox or Chrome. <laughs> yes, um, or you know Safari is just as bad these days. Um, anyway, presently we support down to IE nine, but do we not have an official stance and a timeline for support? And they say that they're they discussed dropping IE nine support in the near future. IE eleven is still pretty common. You know, Microsoft really screwed themselves with this IE11 because they went to Edge. And now when you have the modern version of Windows, you have both Internet Explorer and Edge, which is the yep. Internet Explorer. So now IE11 was going to stick around and people are just going to click that first instead of the newer browser, which actually is more compliant with regular standards. Anyway, ah! Wrong kid, dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Uh Anything you'd like to add to my rant? Just don't do it. Don't do it. Not even once. Okay. Moving on to our third GitHub issue. I am. I can't. GitHub. I can't talk. GitHub. GitHub. Incorrect. This is from OS Query. I pull request on the GitHub. Yes. Oh, I saw the Pink Panther while I was, uh, the original movie. I'd never seen it before. Uh, while I was in South Florida. It was actually pretty funny. It seems there's a problem with your phone. My phone? No, your phone. It seems there's a problem with your phone. My phone? I don't know what you mean. Yes, your phone. My phone? Yes, the phone. There's a problem with your phone. Anyway, I, there's a lot of that. I don't remember that. I, I mean, I saw it when I was really little. But... It's a lot of slapstick comedy yeah. that actually isn't funny anymore. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is from Facebook's OS query. Incorrect results result in disk encryption table for AES XTS encryption. What's XTS? I don't know. Some Apple thing. That's Apple? Yep. Ugh. 
All right, well, what's going on here? Encryption service. Uh, basically, it's not showing up on the disk encryption table that this disk is encrypted via the HFS plus whatever, AES, XTS. Uh, no, actually, it's APFS. Uh, same thing. No, but APFS is supposed to be encrypted by default, so why do you need to double encrypt it with AES, XTS? No, it's not that. It's like being able to detect the encryption. Oh. At Brandon's MacBook Pro. Well, he doesn't know how to change the name on his computer. Yeah, he should have uh, redacted a few things there, but... <laughs> Yes, like where he lives. Um, so what's all right? Incorrect results in OS query. What is he? What is he even doing other than just listing the disks? That's all he's doing. Okay, and it's not detecting the one that the one encryption, the one encrypted one. Yeah. It, it, okay. Well, it's detecting the disk, just not the encryption. So what's the fix? Stop using Mac OS. You can't say that. It's Why not? It's not a fix. It absolutely. It's like is don't a fix. use PHP. Okay. Yeah. It's not a fix. It's too late. The only one you're allowed to say that with is Windows. You know, I'm I'm thinking about painting my house either green or blue, but you know, I, I'm stuck with this old white. Oh, just buy a new house. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. is that how things work in the 1950s? <laughs> I, I think so. Stop using Mac OS. Yeah, Can you try for something real. <laughs> yeah, we can't all live life like you do, Christian. It doesn't work that way. I I don't know. I, you I, see how I live. Well. I live drastically different than you just like be great at linux and like know everything about the kernel and yeah stuff why don't you just, just have a why don't you like, just have a alienware laptop with ubuntu on it whoa whoa mine's system 76 whatever all right uh we've got one more don't we you're like the rich yep. dicks of code <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> all right well we're moving on to our last github issue of the week it's from moby UDP broadcast. Whoa, whoa, the artist formerly known as Docker, you mean? The artist form- formerly known as Docker. UDP broadcast does not pass the container when specifying host IP. Take it away. So, uh, Docker, uh, we're pretty familiar with it. It's the cont- a container runtime, uh, well, at this point. Oh, is it? Uh, container runtime uh, suite. And uh, the issue is uh, they're trying to send some UDP packets to the broadcast address on the host. But thanks to the network namespace, the container isn't on that uh, same subnet, so it's not going to be use- using the same broadcast address. Oh, it's going to be on some virtual network that uh, other containers sharing that do- uh, that network managed by Docker are going to be on that broadcast network, though. So it's just a matter of this is not- they're not on the same subnet. You can't broadcast to uh, from your ho- your host's broadcast uh, address to the Docker without doing something. Like a SDN or something that. Uh, but doesn't Docker already this. do an SDN? Basically, it does some IP table stuff to create the. Well, can't you do um, some IP table stuff to make that happen? Not on the broadcast address. Ah, uh, broadcast. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, after our GitHub issues, it's always time for Tyler's plus ones. Our pull request plus ones are where we send out well wishes and acknowledgments of awesomeness to people and other organizations. Who's our first plus one this week, Tyler? Our first plus one goes to Taiwan. Taiwan? Taiwan because their flag has helped trigger a plug in iOS. Hey, you stole my Apple attack. Oh, did I? Yes. Well, you you better prove it. That was my Apple attack. Now you're making it a spoiler. You should have made this your last one. That would have been a brilliant segue. All right, well, coming later, we'll see why Taiwan helped attack Apple. You blew it. You blew it. All right. Did I take the one out of sales for one of your 1,700 articles today? <laughs> you got me. Can you pull up the article for this next? The link. The next one goes to GitHub user Chubin for his. Uh, I think it's Chubin. I knew you were going to say that. Chubin 
For Kevin. his cheat sheet, it says it's the last cheat sheet you'll ever use. It's a C-H-U-B-I-N slash cheat dot S-H. Wow. Great username. How's it look, Eric? It looks like a screenshot of a terminal. It looks like a screenshot of a terminal. You type in a program name and you get a intro of how to actually use it. Oh, I saw this thing. Uh, it's got really good coverage. It's like not everything, but uh, I like how it's built, though. Christian How's it built? It. No, I like it. How's it built? It uh, just uh, it'll look for man pages first, and then if it doesn't have man pages, it'll actually go out to the internet and search for uh, documentation. Cool. Is it its own shell or just a cheat sheet? It's a script. Script. All right. All right. Your next plus one goes to number three, and final one goes to Stack Overflow user Ian Boyd. If you look up this program, if you want something on uh, sorting, I A N B O Y D. Ian Boyd. Uh, he's got a hashing algorithm sorting answer, uh, or just hashing algorithm answer that is unspeakably detailed between different uh, hashes and uh, with latency and, and which actually what's actually getting the job done versus uh, how you know intense it's it's hashing. I'm always curious what people who can write this lengthy of a uh, Stack Overflow post do for a living. He's very far on the spectrum, and he probably does some real like data stuff. Like, when you I, say this, I, I, I kind of want to say. I mean, like he looks like a, he looks like a Rain Man, like of like, of like code. Like I've I mean, never seen something so detailed. Like you wrote a, judging, wrote a white paper in a Stack Overflow answer on <laughs> hashing. Judging from the amount of time he was able to put into this, I feel he's a C plus plus developer because he's got to be just spent, like, like being like, oh, what should I do while my code's compiling? I got like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're not on the spectrum, Ian. You are really extraordinarily talented at what you do, or at least you look like it from what I skimmed of your <laughs> Stack Overflow. Oh, jeez, that's nice, Tyler. Either that or what if he's a listener? That's not nice. What? Congratulations to him. You look like you're on the spectrum. Well, people say that to me. I don't like it. Yeah, but, but it's not because your work is so good. Well, it's also, I, you know, I say it's called a spectrum for a reason. Everyone's on it. But no one says your work is so good. You must have a superhuman ability. Right. Okay. Anything else? Mm, you design websites so good that you have a superhuman ability. Thank you. And that's been your <laughs> Plus Ones. I haven't logged into Stack Overflow in a while. I just saw my, my next permission is create new tags. I'm only like five points away. You log into Stack Overflow? Yeah. I've I guess got, you answer questions. I've got an account that's just under 1,500 points right now. Nice. Yeah. Are all of your answers, don't use this library. Don't use no, Mac OS. But I got things like... Don't use PHP. Don't use JavaScript. No, like, I've got things, like, you're, you're, I've got things like, well, you're comparing things. Uh, you're comparing apples to oranges here. Here's this and here's that. Uh, the, the kind, We're the actually kind of comparing apples to windows, but that's another story. Step one. It's time for our in the Apple Attack. Where we take a nice little poop on Apple. Hungry for apples? First up. How about them apples? That's right. Apple finally updates their MacBook Pro. How glorious is this news? I mean, I, it's I'm probably pretty boring in actuality. I'm ecstatic. I really am. No, it's great. It's great. I mean, um, six cores is nice. Yes, now featuring up to six cores and finally Wait, 32 gigs six of Six physical cores or V cores? Six physical cores. That's pretty cool. But that's Intel. That's not Apple. I know, uh, but that's cool. And an Apple T2 chip, which does other things, and up to, like we said, 32 gigs of RAM. Finally, however, it still is the crappy unibody design. Do they still have the uh, stupid uh, touch Keep- bar? Yes, of course. Uh, what was that? I don't know, but I heard it I'm too. getting a message. Are you messaging me? No, but I heard it Which too. one of these things is that's plugged in is doing these messages? Probably the computer. Oh, the computer. Um... 
No, but they have actually redesigned the keyboard so it, it doesn't just die on you, and perhaps a speck of dust might not kill the whole thing. You mean they, they raised the keys like any no, normal human No, 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 no. They actually have not raised the keys or made it any easier to type or less placky. Actually, no, they say it is quieter. But they've introduced a thin rubberized layer of plastic under its keycaps covering the second-generation butterfly mechanism. Hey, guys, we fixed it using duct tape. That's basically what they did. That's basically what they did, and they have a patent for doing that. Um, now, the thing is, is that they can't, you can't really prove it's a reliability fix, and they, Apple actually has said that the new third-generation keyboard wasn't designed to solve these dust issues. Apple's in the middle of several class-action lawsuits for the failure of their crabby keyboard, so of course they can't just come out and say, hey, we fixed it. But they said that there was a problem to begin with, at least. But don't worry, it still hurts to type on. It still sucks to type on. And... Our next Apple attack is the one that Tyler mentioned previously. There's one emoji that you can't see in China. Did you know that if you set your location to China or if you go to China, you can't see the Taiwanese flag? It which crashes, was right? Introduced into iOS 9 in 2015. What happens is you just get the not found Unicode character. Huh. Now, the I've read these articles about it crashing the phone, and I think that they, the person who wrote the article doesn't really know what crashing is because it's just an out-of-bounds error, which is then caught by an exception that throws... caught by something that just replaces it with that character. Well, it doesn't kill I the mean, application, it just throws an exception. Or just yeah. or not even throws an exception, it might even just say if in index, which is another story. They're right to say it's an error state. But it's an error that's not crashing the application, but that does yeah. get many more clicks. It makes your iPhone blow up. Yeah, exactly. This one, you typing the Taiwanese, because there are things that actually do make your iPhone blow up, blow up or will crash the messaging app. That we've reported on those in the past, blow but this up. is not one of those. Uh, yeah. Remember, right, yeah. Anyway, remember there was like the letter I, would, like crash the messaging yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. Um, the eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, they fixed that at least. But you can you can test this for yourself if you just switch your location, and you could also do this on the desktop Mac OS into China. Yes. And actually, it's. I think that's it. I think it's been a relatively short Apple attack. They still got in trouble three times this week. Yeah. Well. What? Did, what? What else happened? Did we forget something? Um. No. No. Oh, I see what you said. They still got in trouble with the stuff that we did so far. Yeah. I got you. I thought it was like three extra things. So. Okay. Well. Moving on, our next segment is about the little FCC. Oh, yeah, I know all about the FCC. Well, according to the... Uh, oh, you don't God, want, that picture. The, yes, the na our national douchebag, Ajit Pai, with this picture of him and his double chin, uh, is starting a, is, uh, start, has proposed a rule that will charge uh, people if they... Um, complain if they file a grievance against the company to the FCC. <laughs> what? That's right. Let's hear it more from Family Guy. Oh, yeah, I know all about the FCC. Sorry, I meant this one. They will clean up all your talking in a manner such as this. Okay, uh, so the only remaining... Yes, so according to the proposed rule, informal complaints from consumers to the FCC will be forwarded to the company that is the subject of the grievance. The obvious problem with this is that by the time the consumer is fed up enough to bother contacting the FCC, they've already exhausted all their other avenues of resolution with the company in question, sending them back to the place... 
to the offending firm defeats the whole purpose of contacting the agency in the first place. The only remaining option would be to file a formal complaint and play a $225 fee to have if you find yes, yourself with some young sexy thing. Okay. Uh, the FCC says that the proposed rule is being considered as a way to streamline the procedural processes involving formal complaints. Currently, the agency, the agency is required to hear all lodged complaints, both informal and formal. Just last December, commissioners and staffers had to go through more than 20 million comments about, ne- about FCC. Ta- so now they want to figure out how to charge all those people and then say, hey, no one complained. If they're taxing complaints, Eric, what are you going to do? Remember those beeps? You want me to let in the manager? Mm-hmm. Kyle's at the door. <laughs> Why don't you guys talk for a second? I'll go get him. You guys talk. I was going to get him. No, no, no. You guys talk. I'll do my th- thing because we're about, about in an hour. All right. And I'll, do my, I'll, I'll take my little break. Come back with a drink or something. Uh, yeah. Just a second. And go. All right, Christian, what do you got? I don't know. What do you got? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> um, let's see. Software is cool. Mm-hmm. What are, you, uh, what are you liking this week? What kind of libraries are you using? Let's see. What have I been using lately? Um, hmm. Been keeping it pretty simple lately. Um, most, you know, I, I write Go a lot, and then there's Python, which uh I uh, started using the the three dot x uh, instead of the two seven stuff, and that's actually a lot nicer. And um, been looking at um, kind of like a lot, lot of testing work lately of just like making sure things are correct. And uh, been using this thing in Python to like uh, actually test for infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's called Behave, which is just a behavior driven uh, fr- testing framework. But eh, like the, you got this uh, DSL called Gherkin, and uh, it, it's like I gotta write English and code. Uh, yeah, yeah. But as far as like writing Tesco, it's kind of nice too, though, because then like once you write the function, you can reuse it through English. Nice English is cool. Yep. Eric speaks that sometimes. Uh. <laughs> I think I think the mixer is tough. I think the mixer is acting up again, or maybe not. It just did that thing where I faded up and it yeah, fades it back it. down. Yeah. This is what you know. Computers are starting to revolt. Why? I can't even move a slider without the computer yeah, they, telling me, they were, no! They revolt if you use stupid audio software. <laughs> it's a $1,000 program. Shouldn't use logic. Wrong, I shouldn't use logic. Wrong kid, Dad. Wrong kid, Dad. I tried getting my parents to watch that movie, by the way, while I was in South Florida. <laughs> I didn't like it. They couldn't stand the first five minutes of it. They're like, we have ADD. We can't watch this. I'm like, but it's about all the music you grew up with. Yeah. that tired. It's it's the best. I, that's my favorite Judd Apatow movie, and unfortunately, it's the one, it's his biggest oh. loser. I I just watched. Disaster Is that Judd Artist. Apatow or Adam McKay? It was, no, it's Judd Apatow because of all the Jewish stuff in it. That's right. Uh, well, I just watched um, uh, Barry Disasters. That's also good, but uh, Disaster Artist, which What's that? Judd, uh, it's uh, about the making of the room. Oh hey, it's our stage uh, manager uh, Kyle Worley. Hello. Hi Kyle, how's it going? No, actually, you can't talk because you're not a, you're not part of SAG, or after us. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. How are you? Great. You can sit on a Wonderful. chair. Hey, you want my seat? No. Okay. Good. Let's get uh, let's get you guys. Let's get your little little thingy here. Don't patronize him. 
That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Didn't you mute it? Sorry, what? Didn't you mute it? No, I unmuted it because when we thought he wasn't coming. Excellent. Yes. Why don't, why, don't you give, uh, why don't you give the audience a test? Say hi. Great. We're happy he's here. Yes. You made it. We're still going to have to dock your pay, though. Hmm. You're an hour late into the production. So he owes his money now? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's in the contract. Um, anyway. Uh, we talked about the FCC. Oh, here's another uh, Facebook F up. Facebook is to be fined uh, 500,000 euro because the EU need more money. And they love, what do we say? They love poking, hitting the, hitting the American tech titan pinatas until money falls out. Fa- the EU is fining Facebook 500,000 quid, the maximum amount possible, they say, for the Cambridge Analytica scandal about how people were, were uh, hyper-targeted during the 2016 election that was not part of the EU. So why are they finding Facebook other than the fact that they just need money? I don't know. It's fine. No, it's not fine. You're, they do this right. to Microsoft. They do this to Apple. They do this to Google. And they're doing it to Facebook. Okay, well... Well, I mean, I mean look, it's a, now they say in the first quarter of 2018, Facebook took 500,000 quid in revenue every so five and a half Facebook minutes. So you want Facebook to lose, but now you don't want Facebook to lose? What do you want? Um, so, no, I'm saying it's How not a lot of money happy? for them. I'm not a lot of, it's not a lot of money for them. However, I hate that the EU does this. And they said with the GDPR, the European General Data Protection Regulation, mm-hmm. which is now in effect, that if they had fined them again recently they facebook had just missed the cutoff for the gdpr efficacy if they had the fine would be two billion dollars instead of five hundred thousand quid which i think is seven hundred thousand dollars yeah and how do you know that it doesn't go deeper into the eu i feel like i feel like the eu's got to be connected you you seem to just i i guess because of i guess it's because of russia Mm -hmm. i I don't know yeah <laughs> Follow the money. I'm sure things make sense. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the cap, the 500,000 pound cap, was set by the data set by the Data Protection Act of 1998. Back when 500,000 pound really 500,000 pounds. Anyway. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, moving on. Uh, did you know that cell phones cause cancer? Weren't we told this in the 90s? Yes. Well, people had speculated about that in the 90s, but in the 2000s, people clarified I mean, that speculation and said, no, it's, it's, it's fine, but it's, now... It's radiation. Of course it causes oh, okay. cancer. Yes, well, I, I would love to become the Hulk because I can't do more than one pull-up. Um, anyway, <laughs> there was an outdoor gym in you Miami. try first. There was an outdoor gym in Miami, and I was like, oh, I love pull-ups, and what happened to my upper body strength? First of all, that's a chin-up if you have your arms, uh, your hands facing you. No. Yeah, that's a chin-up. Pull-up is the... Uh, oh, yeah. really? Because the way you're doing it, that's for your biceps, and the way with the, your fingers out, that's for your back. Well, I don't have muscle in either of those places. I need to join the gym. Really? <laughs> And you yes. live, like, out of everyone, you live the closest to There's actually to a, gym. a gym in my lobby. That's well, I guess Tyler lives pretty close to a gym, too. There's a gym in my lobby. Anyway, talking about cell phones giving you cancer was, has been a rumor for 25 years, and now industry lobbyists had said that, no, it's fine because it uh, emits a different type of radiation than the radiation that causes cancer. However, that was spurious. And now, a new study has been done that's revealed the truth. Let's hear it from our news department. Pneumonia presents news 
to you. Research Triangle North Carolina, a group of independent security researchers, scientific researchers, along with the United States Department of Health, have released a new study connoting the cancer risk caused by routine cell phone use. This peer-reviewed study blows the lid off of the biggest threat brought on by 21st century communication, growth of a heart tissue cancer that is too rare to be explained randomly. The study repeatedly upgraded the confidence levels the scientists had attached to the study, coming in one level below, quote, clear evidence. While rumors of cancer cell phones have metastasized over the last 25 years, such fears have been mitigated by the industry lobbyists and spin doctors who just want you to keep talking. The head of this industry lobbyist group, Obama's now former FCC chairman, Tom Wheeler, the dingo. So what does this mean for computer security going forward? Only time will tell. And so many Americans are afraid of what happens next. We at least know the world still turns and the truth marches on. That's why this has been News to You. Brought to you by the moment. Man, those spin doctors and their two princes. Oof. Yeah. What is that other... There's, there's another song that sounds exactly like that. Uh, there's a, there's a, a third eye blind one that yes, I, I that, think, that's, uh, yeah, sounds like it. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both were popular at the same time. Ah, uh, the nineties, back when cell phones caused cancer, and now they do again. <laughs> so, <laughs> in fact, in 1993, David Raynard, I don't know who he is, sued uh, NEC America, claiming that his wife's NEC phone caused her lethal brain tumor. After Raynard appeared on national television, the story gained ground. A congressional subcommittee announced an investigation, and investigators began dumping mobile phone stocks in Wheeler and the CTIA, that's the uh, Cellular Telecommunications and Internet Association, uh, had, been, had swung into action. Anyway, Tom Wheeler put a, tried to suppress this from coming out, and of course he ends his tenure at the FCC as the good guy, especially when compared to this douchebag we got now. But he was not... So, don't go to sleep next to your iPhone, even though I do. Hmm. Now I have an iPhone-shaped tumor in my thigh. Anyway. Eye tumor. An eye tumor. Hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, I think that's it. All right, yeah. all right. Short show. It's a, it's a short show. We had a ton yeah. of articles to catch up on. And next week, we'll be back to our normal selves, diving into some exciting topics that we can't mention now because we haven't actually come up with them. Or most, well, we've come up with a couple of them, but um, anything else that you guys want to add? Anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm no. good. There's not a lot this week. <laughs> There's not a lot. Well, it's, it felt like a lot when I was compiling the show notes, but we did we did uh, touch on a lot of articles rather than reading them, so that's good. And all right, well, let's end with a nice little story about a mother from New Jersey who bakes cookies. Uh, that are numerical that are in the shape of the age that their child is turning so she has a little girl she turned four so she made a bunch of cookies in the shape of a number four Uh, she has a new baby who turned number one and all of these cookies look like penises (laughs) take a look for yourself wow (laughs) they really do (laughs) now ironically the baby has no idea what that is so I'm sure they will think it's fine uh, and then we'll have a lot of fun in 10 years. I, anyway. love, I love how that made the news. Yes, it's on Huffington Post. which Everything makes the news on that site. And that brings us to the end of yet another pull request. So, Christian, do you approve of this week's pull request? Looks good to me. Tyler, how about you? I do. How about our wonderful studio audience? <laughs> Great. Well, then let's all hit merge. 
see you next week right here on Power Quest. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Public Quest do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium, LLC, or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by Voltec. Visit them at VULFPECK.com. Thank you.